Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Future Is Now podcast. I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in. We got a good one today. It actually wasn't a planned podcast, but um, the whole He Gets Us campaign kind of is, is going viral and people are talking about it. And is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? So I thought I'd come on to an episode, talk about it. And this is going to be everything you need to know about the He Gets Us campaign. Um, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about my history with it and what I think about the whole campaign in terms of the evangelism methods and all that good stuff. But before we get that uh, into that, make sure that you guys, if you're listening, if you're tuning in, uh, the best way that you can say thank you is leaving a five-star review on the podcast app, whether that's Spotify, YouTube, uh, uh, Apple Music, wherever you guys are watching or listening from, make sure that you guys leave an awesome review for me. And also, I made a five-day devotional just for you if you're trying to dabble into, you know, I need to get more into the Bible, I need to study, I need to actually get a good discipline in. I, I, I created a firm foundations devotional just for you guys. So make sure that you go download that completely free uh, down in the description. And also in the description, I'm really excited to announce this, guys, because I announced it on my Instagram and my YouTube. And so I, I'm excited to tell you guys on the podcast that I am starting something called the Impact program. So what this is, is I am going to personally be working with Christian content creators that are passionate about a dream that God gave you in your heart and you think that you need to say it on an online platform. So maybe God has has given you that calling. Maybe God has said, hey, you need to share the gospel online. Maybe you are a Christian business person that is trying to create a Christian business or glorify God, and you need that online content piece to help you out. I am working personally with you guys in order to help amplify your message on the online space. You know, over the past four years, I've grown to have over 350,000 followers across all my different platforms online. We're creating an amazing, amazing Christian platform online where people are getting encouraged, discipled, saved. It's really an awesome worldwide ministry that this is now. And so I'm going to help you also go through the process of creating that for yourself if that's something that God is burdening you with. So if you are a content creator, if you want to be one and you really just are, are stuck in the phase of fear, of practicality, I don't know how to create stuff, I don't know how to grow, then this is the program for you. So there is going to be a link in the description of this video or this podcast and you can click on that and that will take you to a free resource for you to get started. So that's all uh, free for you. And then if you watch that and you're like, man, I think this is something for me, then we can set up a call to talk together. Uh, but I just encourage you to go through that. You know, the world is changing and this is going to be a world where the online space is going to be a place where a majority of our world is on and why not preach the gospel? Why not get truth on there? So that's you. Make sure that you click the description, check out that video. But besides that, I'm excited to get into the episode. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be filled with truth. It's going to be filled with um, real investigation. And because of that, we're going to be able to come to a solid conclusion on this whole He Gets Us campaign. So let's jump into the podcast episode.
Okay, so let's talk about the He Gets Us campaign. If you didn't see this campaign, um, a lot of people are talking about it. It was an ad that got online, or it wasn't online. It was an ad at the Super Bowl, and now it's online. It's everywhere. But uh, during the last Super Bowl where the Chiefs defeated the 49ers, and uh, praise God for that because I am a Seahawks fan, so I always root for anybody but the 49ers, but that's not the point of the podcast. Um, we, we saw this He Gets Us campaign in the middle. I think there might have been a couple of ads in there. And this actually started last year. And if you guys have been following me, then you guys know that the He Gets Us is a, um, it's a sort of like evan evangelistic method, strategy, movement, company. I don't really know exactly the full picture of what it is, but they gave an ad on the Super Bowl and it basically was uh, talking about how Jesus washed everybody's feet and how, you know, it's a picture, it was AI generated. First of all, why not get real actors? You're going to pay millions of dollars for an ad and you're going to use AI. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But anyways, there is a bunch of pictures that, uh, or, or videos of people washing feet. And actually, you know what? I think we, I have the ad right here. Let's, let's look at it together. And if you're watching or if you're not watching and you're listening, then that's okay. Uh, you should still be able to hear the fun music and I'll narrate, narrate it for you. So, you know, okay, you got a policeman washing a black man's feet Don't in an alleyway. You got a girl washing a, another girl's feet in school, a dude washing a Don't Native have American's to feet. You. you got a, oh, this is a, okay, so you have a, a woman that is washing the feet of a girl outside a family planning clinic, okay? Outside the family planning clinic, which is like, all right, whatever. I guess that's cool. Um, and then what else do we got? We got a woman, a younger woman washing the feet of another woman in the kitchen. We got a guy washing the feet of a uh, Asian. Uh, a woman washing the feet of what seems like obviously a uh, immigrant with a baby. Okay. And this is what the, I mean, and this is what it is. This is like the whole entire thing of this is like this idea of, oh, they're not like me and wash feet. This is a weird one. Okay. <laughs> this is like, they're no, they're what, they're not really washing any feet here. They're just a black man, a white man. Uh, maybe they're, you know, maybe they're gay. I don't know. They, they kind of look gay and uh, they're just putting their feet together into a tub, which is kind of weird. And then you have a priest washing a, you know, I don't want to be assumptuous, but uh, obviously a gay man's foot. Uh, it says, Jesus didn't teach hate. G he washed feet. He gets us. That's what it says. All of us. Jesus. Okay. So that's what it is. That's the ad that kind of went, you know, a, a Super Bowl. And a lot of people are talking about it. So what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about this ad. So a little bit of a background. I got reached out to by this company last year. And last year they reached out to me. And they were like, hey, we would love for you to, you know, be on this campaign of He Gets Us. And, you know, back then, obviously, I just started really growing. So I really didn't have a lot of like the, the parameters in place, which I should have. So I initially said yes. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to be talking about Jesus. That's awesome. At the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would love to be a part of that campaign. And it was paid and it was paid. You know, they were, you know, for me, it was like, oh, this is good money. So I, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll do that. 
And so uh, just like, honestly, and this is my bad because I should have done my due diligence. I should have done my research, but I didn't. And so when the, the time was coming up, like I had, we had had the agreement. I was going to put out the video. It was going to be this whole thing. And then I had this little Holy Spirit gut check. You ever have one of those? And I was just like, man, I don't know why I feel a little iffy. So I went onto their, you know, website just to check them out. And I just had this funny, funny feeling. And my wife kind of, I talked to my wife and she had it too. And the, the biggest thing that I s- didn't see was like, I just feel like this is a one-sided Jesus. I just feel like they're not telling the full picture of who Jesus is. And you might say, well, they don't need you. We'll get to that in a second. All right. Hold your horses. But I was like, ah, I don't know about this. So I actually opted out because I was like, you know what? I just feel like, you know, I, I had a gut check from the Holy Spirit discernment wise and I, I opted out. And then the ad went live and then it had kind of mixed reviews. And I just, there was a couple reasons that I'll, that I'll get to that I didn't initially say yes. But I went out and I was like, hey guys, this is why I didn't work with the He Gets Us campaign. And it was pretty divided. You know, people were like, hey, I agree with you. That's good. But some people were like, what the heck? Why would you do that? We're just getting the message of Jesus out there. Some bet Jesus is better than no Jesus. We're just starting the conversation. That's what the, the people said. We're just starting the conversation. I'm like, okay, I get that, but it just seemed iffy to me. And this year the ad came out and I actually forgot about this whole thing. I forgot about this company. And then they did another Super Bowl ad. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to investigate this. I'm actually going to look into this and, and figure out what is so iffy about this because the ad in itself is a little like, meh, it's just painting a certain picture that I don't agree with, but then I went on to the website to investigate more. And what I found kind of confirmed what initially I thought in the discernment in my spirit. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And so we have to realize, guys, that this ad campaign may seem innocent enough, right? It's like, well, dude, it's Jesus washing feet. Like, or it's somebody, people washing feet. Jesus washed feet. That's like, that's in the Bible. And while I, while I agree, we have to realize, like, let's, let's think about the world right now. The modern day heresy, guys, we are seeing, like the, the, the heresy of modern day, the lies that are being told, it is taking a portion of Jesus in scripture and identifying Jesus and God off of that one piece. It's very dangerous when you look into the, when you picture Jesus as one instance that you see him and you ignore all the other context and messaging around who he was. And that's applicable for anything. Like, I hope that somebody doesn't have one conversation with me and then think that they know who I am, what I stand for, all of my values, what I like, what I don't like, you know, rather, or, or even let's just take this example. Somebody could see a clip of me online and that I say something and maybe I'm a little bit sarcastic and maybe I'm a little bit cheeky and they're like, oh, this guy, this guy sucks. He's so cynical, whatever. Rather than if you watch the, like the holistic picture of who I am online in my ministry, I think you would come to a different conclusion. So the same thing has to be understood with when we talk about Jesus. And what is the point of evangelism? Okay. The point of evangelism is pointing people towards Jesus, but pointing people towards what? What's the end goal? Salvation. The end goal is uh, 
uh, an encounter with Jesus. The, uh, the idea is, the end goal is repentance. The end goal is understanding who Jesus is. So proper evangelism has to point people in the right direction. And so the question has to be begged, well, does he get us point people in the right direction? And frankly, I'm sorry, but my answer is no. I don't think it does. I think it points people towards the Jesus of modern day culture that we are seeing infiltrating the church where Jesus is all loving and he's tolerant and he's accepting and he's forgiving, but it says absolutely nothing about the righteousness, the power, the, 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 fact that we are called to repent, the fact that we are called to turn away from our wicked ways, the fact that Jesus, yes, he knelt down with the women caught in adultery and he said, I don't condemn you. But then what does he say afterwards? He says, go and sin no more. And what evangelism is missing in this piece is the go and sin no more part. It is completely, um, it is completely accepting, showing this message of acceptance that Jesus has for everybody without pointing towards the fact that Jesus calls us to repent. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. So, okay, let's let's look at the website. Um, we're going to look at the website in a second. And I'll kind of narrate it for you if you're if you're not watching, if you're listening. If you want to watch the the version, it's going to be on YouTube and Rumble. But uh, John 13, 1, 9. Okay, so Jesus is washing the feet. Oh, yeah, all these people are washing feet. It's painting this picture of, like, acceptance and, and, like, I love you, which is true. Like, I love, we ought to love everybody. Okay, we ought to love every single person. But... You, we got to realize that Jesus' washing of the feet was a symbolic picture of his authority to forgive sinners. Okay? It was not this picture of, I love you and accept you just the way that you are, and there's no need to, for you for, and there's no need for you to change, and there's no need for you to turn from your ways. No, that's not the, the idea of washing feet. Washing the feet of Jesus, washing the disciples' feet was an idea in a symbol that, hey, I can forgive your sins. John 13, 1, 9 says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart, to the end, during supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments, taking a towel, tied it around his waist, verse 5. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Verse 6, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, do you, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. A little foreshadow here. Verse 8, Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Peter's like, Jesus, you are way, 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 way above me. I'm not going to let you wash my dirty feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. If I don't wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet, but also my hands and my head. So Peter's like, uh, there's no way that I'm going to let you wash my feet, Jesus. And Jesus is foreshadowing, pointing to the symbolic nature of what this message is. And it, uh, and it says, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. So Peter's like, oh, in that case, wash everything. So this is the, the way that Jesus washes us, washes our sin away, washes our filth, washes our dirtiness away. But how does he do that? He doesn't do it against our will. He does it when we come to him with a humble heart and we repent. Okay, the point of evangelism, guys, is salvation, which implies that the means of salvation should be the point that in the direction that people are going when you talk about Jesus. 
And if you are talking about a Jesus that does not end with repentance and righteousness and salvation, you are preaching a false Jesus. Like at the end of the day, if your Jesus, if the Jesus you're talking about isn't going to to be the end goal of salvation, repentance, turning from your ways, it's a false Jesus because that's what Jesus does for us. If 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins. Okay. So now let's just look at, let's just look at the website. All right. So, oh, you see, because the idea is, oh, well, guys, um, it points people to Jesus, obviously, and then they get curious and then they go on the website. That's the idea, right? Well, this is just supposed to talk about Jesus and get people curious. And then what do they do? They look it up, they go to the website, and then they get all the information about Jesus that they need. Okay, well, let's look at it. Let's see if that's the case. So you get to the homepage and the homepage says, um, it's like a cool, okay, so it's like a cool, um, little, what is that called? Bunch of images coming up, stories. How do we remind people the story of Jesus belongs to everyone? These questions are the beating heart of He Gets Us. Okay, so what we have is we have featured content here. So this is the ad that played uh, that I, that we talked about. Um, foot washing, the night before Jesus died. Jesus washed the feet of his friends and enemies. It was a totally unexpected act of service that symbolized so much more. Oh, okay, it symbolized more. What is that? I don't know. It doesn't say. Okay, just ends there. So we go down and you can enter your email, join us. And okay, they are, they're asking for your information. And we got trending, hashtag love. Not a bad thing, okay? Because obviously Jesus loves everybody. But I'm, but I'm just saying, these are red flags, in my opinion, when we are talking about modern day Jesus preaching because that's what the heresy is. They're all focused on love and tolerance and acceptance and it's nothing else besides that. So that's a big red flag to me. If it doesn't have anything else, love. He gets us has an agenda. We've been accused of pushing our agenda. We thought this might be the right time to make that agenda perfectly clear. Okay, what's the agenda? He gets us has an agenda. What is this agenda? How did the story of a man who taught and practiced unconditional love become associated with hatred and oppression for so many people? Well, some people would argue the fact that Jesus actually told the disciples that they should be prepared to be hated because the world hated him first. But let's go on. How did the story, blah, 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 we just... Okay. How did the story of a man who taught and practiced unconditional love, peace, and kindness, who spent his life defending the poor and the marginalized, a man who even forgave his killers while they executed him unjustly, whose life inspired a radical movement that is still impacting the world thousands of years later? How did this man's story become associated with hatred and oppression for so many people and how might we all just rediscover the promise of love this story represents? Okay. Number one. How did this man's story become associated with hatred and oppression for so many people? Uh, because... Jesus, the, the message of Jesus is quite uh, divisive. It is. He loves us, yes, but he also calls us to turn from our ways and repent. And some people will not do that, and they will never do that. And because of that, he is the way, the truth, the life. And anybody that comes wants to go get to the Father has to go through Jesus. Okay, that is a controversial message that a lot of people hate and will reject and will never want any a part of. So his message is is I love you, I love humanity, I want the best for you, but that comes with conditions, and those conditions is why the world hates Jesus. It's why people hate Jesus. 
okay? And we act like, well, if Jesus is taught correctly, everybody should not be opposed to it. Like this lie that if Jesus is taught correctly, nobody should be opposed to that message. That is not true. People will be opposed to the message of Jesus because it is an exclusive message towards those who repent of their sins. So anyways, the more ideological defensive we become, the more we are willing to sacrifice things like kindness, patience, and the respect of the dignity of those that forsake the gospel. Okay. Many have relegated Jesus from the world's greatest love story to just another tactic used to in intensify our deep cultural divisions. I don't even know, like, what, what is the message here? Like, why are we not just preaching Jesus? Throughout our shared story, Jesus has represented the ultimate good that humankind is capable of aspiring to. Our, okay, here's the agenda of the He Gets Us. We finally found it. Our agenda is to rediscover the love story of Jesus. Christians, non-Christians, and everybody in between. All of us. Okay, that that is very <laughs> that is very ambiguous. Like, what does that even mean? Our agenda is to rediscover the love story of Jesus, Christians, non-Christians, and everybody in between. All of us. Interesting. How do we get here? And we might and might and what might we learn from the example of Jesus to help move beyond the animosity we feel for one another? How can we rediscover the life and teachings of Jesus? We look at the biography of Jesus through a modern lens. Uh Okay, big red flag, modern lens. To find new new relevance in often overlooked moments and things from his life. Okay. This is sounding a lot like postmodernism. New like modern lens, new relevance. Guys, guys. The Bible doesn't need new relevance. The Bible doesn't need a modern lens. Actually, when we read scripture, we should be looking at it in historical context of when it was written, who who wrote it and who they were writing it to. This is like the biggest red flag in terms of preaching Jesus. Well, modern lens, new relevance. No, 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 no. The God of the Bible, Jesus in the Bible, is the perfect Jesus. It's the only Jesus that we need. It's, it's quite literally God's breath, God's word, word made flesh, Jesus. That is the Jesus of the Bible. We don't need modern lens and new relevance. We actually need old we need to go back to historical understanding of Jesus because C.S. Lewis said, what good is progress in progressivism if we are pre progressing more towards destruction, right? What good is progress if we are progressing towards destruction? That's what C.S. Lewis said, and I agree. So that's the agenda. And this is, uh, here's my biggest red flag, guys. My biggest red flag about this thing. So you have a search bar up here. So let's go back to the homepage. You have all these trending, love, relationships, okay, activist, hope, okay, no righteousness, no holiness, I mean, come on, how, like, the, Jesus invited everyone to sit at his table, actually people invited Jesus to sit at their table, that Jesus Invite, this says, Jesus invited everyone to sit at his table. We were looking at the life of Jesus to see who he really was, and we noticed something peculiar. Peculiar. He spent a lot of time around the dinner table. Mo many of his most frequently quoted messages and standout stories happened while sharing a meal with others. I was a little closer. We noticed that his company around the table was a remarkably, remarkably diverse cast. He shared meals with outcasts. He spent time with the self-righteous religious elite. He cared for people who had broken every rule and were unclean. He dined at the tables of the wealthy men whose riches were one with lies and corruption. Some of those men gave up comfortable lifestyles to follow him. 
It was radical at the time. No one was that inclusive. The religious good do-gooders began to whisper behind his back. They called him a friend of sinners. It was supposed to be an insult, but Jesus wore it proudly. He was a friend to everyone. And what do friends do? They eat dinner together and share in each other's lives. Je like, do you, you get the language here, guys? Do you under, you're, you're getting the concept? Jesus, yeah, he sat down with sinners, but you know what else he did? He called sinners to repentance. He called sinners to turn from their ways. Moments with Jesus changed people. That's the whole story of Jesus is he changes us. It's not like, hey, bro, hey, you know, let, let's get the prostitutes around here. Let's get the money stealers. Let's get the religious elite. Let's get all these people, all these, and let's just hang out. Let's just vibe together, bros. Like, let's just, yeah, let's have a good time, you know? Let's, let's share some stories. Let's laugh together. All right, see you guys later. Have fun back at the brothels. Have fun back, you know, at the temple stealing money. Have fun doing your crimes. Have fun doing your deeds. That's not, that's not what Jesus did. A moment with Jesus changed people. Yes, he sat with sinners and those sinners changed. That's the, that's the point of the message. Strangers eating together and becoming friends. What a simple concept. And yet we're pretty sure it would turn our modern world upside down the same way Jesus turned his around 2,000 years ago. Okay. We got to understand, guys, that this is like... <laughs> this message is just... It's not pointing anybody towards repentance. It's not pointing anybody towards the righteousness and holiness of Jesus. Okay. So there's a search bar up here. And how much are you willing to bet? Okay. What we have on this, what we have on this site is we have, uh, Jesus invited everybody at his table. Okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Oh, okay. So what we have is foot washing. Okay. Um, trending love. Hashtag relationships. Jesus invited everyone to sit at his table. Hashtag activist. Jesus loved louder. Hashtag hope. Jesus experienced every human emotion. All of these are not, you know, they're not lies. The hashtag activist is like, wah. But uh, struggle. Hashtag struggle. Do you want to be rich? Hashtag judgment. Did Jesus face criticism? Okay, all these hashtags. All right, let's go up here and let's type on the top of the page, okay? Let's just type, I don't know, righteousness. Righteousness. On he gets us. Okay. Sorry, nothing matched your search. Jesus may have all the answers, but we're still working on it. Okay. So you want to point people in this, <laughs> in this campaign, you want to point people to learn more about Jesus to go to your page and you have nothing on righteousness. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, all right, all right. It's all good. It's all good. Let's try holiness. Holiness. Sorry, nothing matched your search. Jesus may have all the answers, but we're still working on it. Okay. All right, that's fine. Uh, what about repentance? Sorry, nothing matched your search. Jesus may have all the answers, but we're still working on it. You are trying to tell me that you are trying to preach a biblical Jesus and show people a biblical Jesus. And you spent millions and millions and millions of dollars to do a Super Bowl ad to get the message out there and hopefully draw people to your site and start the conversation of Jesus. And when you go to your site, you have nothing on righteousness, holiness, or repentance. We are not talking about a biblical Jesus. This He Gets Us campaign is not trying to point people towards a biblical Jesus. They are trying to point people towards a Jesus that is tolerant, loving, accepting, and all the while 
They are preaching heresy because they are not preaching a true Jesus. They are giving a glimpse and they are, they are showing one side of Jesus in a way that will capture people's attention and they are not giving the full message. They are sitting down with a woman caught in adultery and they are telling her that nobody condemns her, but they are not saying go and sin no more. This, this organization is not preaching a biblical Jesus. I'm sorry. They're just not. They're just not. You cannot convince me that they are biblically sound and they have nothing to say about repentance, about righteousness, about holiness. That's ridiculous. So, fake news, guys. I'm just telling you. This is like, this is just, you know, these are all the articles. Let's look at all the articles. Foot washing. How did Jesus step over barriers of race, gender, and stigma? Jesus relied on the kindness of strangers. Who is my neighbor? Jesus taught us many hard things. Je Jesus Christmas wasn't picture perfect either. What are, we, what are we talking about here? Jesus welcomed the weird. Jesus experienced emotion. Jesus was exclusively inclusive. Like, none of this, none of this is going to lead people to salvation. So, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just saying, it's a little sus. At, at minimum, it's suspect. At max, it's heresy. So um, that's all you need to know about the He Gets Us campaign. And that's the, like, guys, the people that are commenting that are like, it's, it's getting the conversation started. The conversation to what? Well, it's just getting the message of, it's just getting the conversation started about Jesus. The conversation that leads to what? Because any conversation about Jesus that leads to a false Jesus is not a good conversation to start. So, take that as you will. But I'm just here to tell you, this is not a good organization. This is not something that's going to produce fruit. This is not something that's healthy. Okay? And we have to understand and have the discernment in today's world to recognize and understand where, who, and what are the people that are trying to preach a false Jesus. Because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And they're going to be coming out more and more and more by the droves, by the love, by disguised by love, disguised by tolerance, disguised by these characteristics of Jesus that, that don't pick the holistic picture of who he is. So all that to say, uh, that's my take on He Gets Us. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure that you guys leave a review. Make sure if you guys are wanting to sign up for the Impact program, go to the link below, watch the video, sign up for a call. It'll. If you are hesitant, if you are a content creator, you want to be one, guys, that's the first step. Get over your fear and just do it. Also, I just want to say thank you to all of our generous ministry partners. Uh, thank you so much to those that give monthly to the ministry. That's the way that the reason that we can do all these things that we're doing and the live streams and the messages, the podcast, the content, the platform that we're building. It's all because of our generous partners. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to become a partner, you can do so by clicking a link in the description, going to the website and becoming a monthly giver to the ministry. Thank you so much to those that are becoming partners that are helping preach truth in a world full of lies. We'll see you next time.